listening to the My Pet Podcast, the show for pet lovers of Australia and around the world. Proudly brought to you by Australia's trusted online pet supply store, Vet and Pet Direct. Hello and welcome to My Pet Podcast. I'm Beck and I'm joined by Dr. Glenn. Hello. In this episode of My Pet Podcast, we're going to discuss um, the horse's eye. We're going to talk about horse's eye issues, um, problems that they may have, and um, what you can do about it, basically. Yep. Same thing as most things about horses. They're too bloody complicated. They are complicated. <laughs> we always say that word. That's so bad. They, horses ha- are actually the have the largest eye of any mammal. There uh, you go. Yep. And they're always inventing new ways to hurt them. That's exactly right. Because that's what horses do. Yeah, that's Mm. what horses do with every part of their body. Pretty much, (laughs) If there's trouble to be found, they will find it. Correct. So just remember that this is general advice and it may or may not be suited to your circumstances. And if you have any um, issues or concerns with your horse, please contact your vet. So I guess the first thing to talk about with horses' eyes is just to remind you that if you think your horse has got a problem with their eye, like there's an obviously obvious injury, weeping, discharge, um, it looks sore, they're blinking, um, rubbing at it, any sort of note, if you notice any sort of is- issue there, um, you really need to get a vet because they really need to diagnose. They've only got one eye on each side and you want to keep them and there's lots of things could be going on underneath the surface that you don't um, know on the outside yeah. and it's just really important and we shouldn't harp on about it but it is it is yeah, yeah. eyes are one of those things they've only got two so you need a vet to yeah. diagnose it correctly so that they can treat it correctly yeah. and hopefully solve the problem and just go really pear shaped really quickly yeah because yeah. it's just such a big area and especially at the front of the eye where the cornea is it's a long way from blood supply um, because it's such a big eye yep. and blood supply is needed to heal most things unfortunately yep. yeah, yeah so unfortunately yes you need a vet yep. but we'll help you um get an idea of what some of these conditions and um concerns that are and what uh what your vet will probably end up doing um what you need to do but um we're going to start from like uh the most com- the most common thing yep to the least common yep. issue that you might have. So first off, let's go with sort of conjunctivitis, yep. which is often um, a cause of your flies basically hanging yeah, around the eyes. Pretty pretty common. I see it at home at this time of year yeah. when it's dry and dusty and crappy and, yes. um, and there's more flies around. There's no official um, transmissible um, contagious conjunctivitis in horses, yep. um, but certainly if the flies are worse in summer, um, there seems to just be more of a pussy discharge. Conjunctivitis mm. goes around um, and it is probably be bacterial in nature because it's a pussy conjunctivitis. Yep. Um, it seems to respond to um, appropriate diagnosis of nothing else going on and um, antibiotic therapy, etc. Yep. Topically, so yep. yeah. Um, but it's again, um, it's you know, red inflamed conjunctivitis, so the pink membrane around the eye without any corneal lesion. The, the cornea is a little clear membrane across the mm-hmm. front of the eye there, so um, it can be one eye, it can be both eyes, um, and certainly dry, dusty conditions um, with flies seems to be the worst. And they get sure. itchy too with it, don't yeah, they? Yeah, I mean any sort of eye yeah. trouble essentially they end up painful in some way yep. shape or form and, and horses aren't, aren't backward in coming forward in self-traumatizing themselves yes. and, and they've got sort of limited stuff to um to rub their eye on so it's usually on the inside of the the same leg that mm. the eye's on um or various fence posts or yes. sticks or trees Which or other horses or whatever issue. else yeah so um they're not um yeah they haven't got little dexterous thumbs they can gently scratch their eyes with they've just yep. got one big finger down the middle and, <laughs> and, and the leg to rub it on <laughs> pretty much right. yeah um, I 
guess um, fly veils are a good things for these to help with. Yeah, looking flies off. Yep. In general, whether it's keeping sun off or flies off or, yep. or dust out, um, they are certainly beneficial. I mean, they need some degree of monitoring um, yeah, because that's a good they reminder. can get half shifted, or they half yeah. rub them off, or something's going on, or there's a bit of grass stuck through it and it's actually mm. poking them in the eye. And yeah. so, I mean, yeah, if you've got um, fly masks and shade masks. I mean, they're, they're definitely um, a positive most of the time, yep. but occasionally they can they can cause um, unforeseen circumstances. Um, so, same as most things with horses, they need supervision because okay. they just like hurting themselves. That's true. Yeah. Um, definitely something that you should try and keep an eye on and check under that fly veil every day if you can, because. Yeah. Um, you, they can still have an eye problem going on underneath it. And Absolutely. Unfortunately, the fly veil just stops you from seeing it. Yep, pretty so much. So it could end up a lot worse. Yeah. So um, I guess the next thing is pretty much ulcers in a general term, but ulcers, there's actually an eye ulcer can be a number of different reasons. You can have fungal eye ulcer, you can have a um, stromal ulcer. Yeah, and yeah ab- abscesses underneath and, yep. and all sorts of bits and pieces. So, yeah, the, so, the, the cornea is the clear membrane across the front of the eye and it's the bit that, is the um, part that separates the body from the outside environment, basically. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's the thing that's the prone to yeah, prone to trauma, prone to infection because it's come in contact with bacteria and and um, and fungal bits and pieces. It's come in contact with grass seeds and foreign bodies mm-hmm. and, and all that sort of thing. So, um, a corneal ulcer is usually quite uncomfortable and painful, and, and you've got um, clear sort of well, increased tearing on that side yeah. and and some blimp spasm, so um, increased blinking basically. Mm-hmm. So they're um, uncomfortable and sometimes they're a bit light phobic and, and hanging out in the shade and, and not wanting to be in bright light. It um, kind of makes part it a of it. scratchy sort of feel for yeah, them, I, I mean, guess. Yeah, I mean, it just feels like a bit of sand in there, basically, <laughs> yeah. even if there's not something actually in there um, yep. because, yeah, the cornea, it, it's a live, um, transparent bit of Cells. skin, yep. essentially, yeah, and it's about a millimetre thick, which yep. isn't very big no. when you're thinking about a horse and it's the only thing that's keeping the fluid in the eye. Yep. So it's, um, it's really important. And if it's um, traumatised, um, it, I mean, it's a normal cornea uh, in the normal circumstances can heal itself quite mm-hmm. rapidly as a rule. Um, but if there's the presence of any um, infection or extra trauma or um, any um, other complicating factors, that's what delays healing. Yep. And, um, and it can certainly become a very, very big problem very quickly. Yep. Yeah. So you get the fungal what is it? Fungal carinitis? Carinitis? Fungal keratitis, yeah. So, I mean, just because of the environment that horses are in, I mean, nothing's a sterile environment and certainly, you know, bacteria Mm -hmm. um, everywhere. Um, And you can get a bacterial conjunctivitis that becomes a a, um, corneal ulcer if the the infection's bad enough or there's some trauma to the cornea itself. Um, There's lots of fungal spores floating around in the environment and in, you know, hay and grass and dirt and all that sort of thing, which is pretty much the horse's environment. Um, And the body's less capable of fighting off fungal infections and and, um, eye ulcers unfortunately is one spot where you can have like a traumatic ulcer and then you just get the fungal organism in there and it starts growing and and body's just not that capable of of fighting off fungal infections so we see these really nasty um, fungal keratitis which is just a a superficial fungal infection and then some of them can become these stromal abscesses where um, there's a couple of um, layers within the cornea and you can get infection that sort of gets walled off um, in between some of those layers and you end up with this sort of cloudy yellowed pussy looking Mm -hmm. um, sort of layer in there um, that you can't actually um, get to on the outside and and they won't um, necessarily stain and and a fluorescein stain is one of the the diagnostic tests Mm -hmm. that you'll 
wet will for likely do for an ulcer to see if that top layer of the cornea has been disrupted. So that's a if you haven't had one done on your horse, it's like a little um, green stain that yep. you put in the eye, and then it shows. Um, it actually shows up where there's like a tear or hole in that yeah, cornea. Yeah, it shows up the middle layer. So there's three layers of that cornea, the little thin top layer of cells that, that doesn't take the dye up, yep. um, the second layer um, that does absorb the dye, and then the, the last layer before you get to the fluid, the desmase membranes, doesn't stain. So um, it tells you the size um, and the depth and severity yep. of a corneal ulcer if you've got one. But these um, stromal abscesses, um, which are, you know can be fungal or can be bacterial, the, the top layers um, grow back and seal mm. the off so it won't stain but you've still got this um cloudiness or or you know pussy looking um discoloration to a, a spot on yep. the cornea and it's usually really you know, irritated and inflamed and, yep. and painful and you've got these little microscopic that become bigger blood vessels growing out to the eye as the the eye trying to heal itself and, and recruit some um, healing potential in there yeah yep. so they can be very very problematic tricky um, to um sort of fix tricky or? to treat because yeah. they're sort of walled off on the inside and, yeah. and you've got a i mean topical antimicrobials and and preferably get a, a sample of it and send it off to the lab and and get a diagnosis right on what treatment. you're actually dealing with. Um, and some vets in the field will have a you know microscope and they can stain it up and yep. have, a, have a look at the um, what they're dealing with and get a better idea. Okay, do we need antifungals yep. or do we need antibiotics? Um, yep. Because the yeah the fungal ones can be can be quite difficult because um, fungal organisms aren't that easy to treat and, and a lot of um, antifungal agents are, are a bit irritant yep. to eyes and that sort of thing and and you know. More expensive, um, yep. and, and a lot of vets aren't carrying them around in the back of the unit. Yep. Um, if you if yeah. you've got a mobile vet sort of thing with with um, any fungal agents that are needed, and and systemically you're treating a 500 kilo animal with an antifungal agent is quite <laughs> expensive because yep. a 20 kilo dog might cost um, you know hundred dollars a week mm-hmm. to treat with antifungal agents. Um, so yep. it's complicated. It it's, is, yeah. Mm. So that's one of the most common um, diagnostic tools a vet will use when they're out at. Um, looking at a horse's eye, isn't it, to do this stain on the yeah. eye because it you, you really need to rule it out Correct. because it can't always be seen with the naked eye. Yep, and so. it changes what sort of medication you exactly. need in there. Um, and, uh, I mean, there's an unwritten rule and sometimes <laughs> it's a written rule about um, cortisone in um, horses' eyes because they're so prone to these fungal yep. keratitis. Um, lots of ointments that we use in dogs' and cats' eyes um, after the appropriate diagnostics um, can be quite beneficial with an anti-inflammatory effect. Topically, um, cortisone in a horse's eye is usually a disaster unless you're mm. specifically treating a, a specific condition that's, that's relatively uncommon. So... Um, sort of a blanket statement of never put anything other than um, saline or water in a horse's eye unless your vet's told you to pretty much because um, if you put, you know, the wrong ointment in or I've got this ointment in the fridge, um, you can make that eye fall out in a day or two um, if you stop that cornea from healing, which is what what cortisone does essentially. So, um, yeah, so diagnostically, I mean, some of these horses and a lot of horses, you'll use some, you know, topical local anaesthetic to make it more comfortable. Um, Some of them you do a nerve block on because if you've ever tried to hold a horse's oh, eye open. Yeah, um, it's not that easy. Yeah, it's not that easy. So and keeping it, the head still at the same time. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, a lot of them end up sedated or yeah. um, sedated and a, a local nerve block in that top yep. eyelid so you can actually uh, properly assess what's yeah. going on there because, you know, grass seeds behind the third eyelid yep. um, can be a bit difficult to, to see and diagnose and, and those sort of things sort of need to be ruled out um, mm-hmm. to make sure that that's not you know, a complicating factor because, okay, yep. we've got a corneal ulcer, you know, was it running past a stick or, you yeah. know, is there a grass seed up in, be- in, be- in behind the... Um, 
the um, the third eyelid and, yep. and, and down in the little pockets that are yep. there. So, yeah, thorough examination in, in, yep. in unsedated, unlocaled um, horses. Well, pretty uncomfortable and then if we're then going to need treatment in that mm. eye um, of various forms um, you don't want to make them head shy and, and mm-hmm. gun shy about um, you know, touching their eye etc yep. because that's the next step okay you get a diagnosis and then you got to do something about it yep. and often that's a, you know, a topical medication or multiple topical medications yep. and a need in that and, um, and horses being horses that's not necessarily an easy thing mm-hmm. yeah. no, and it, it doesn't happen it that often but, but certainly there's other ways that you can do it there's a little um, palpebral um, treatment tubes you can put in, which is a surgical procedure. Yeah. You put a little tube in that actually exits in the top of the the conjunctival sac, so underneath the top eyelid, basically. Yep. So you can um, burrow that through, and and the tube comes out sort of above the eyelid, and, and usually you put it back on the um, you know, behind the pole on the mane, mm-hmm. um, and it's all elastoplasted in yeah. place, sort of thing. You um, don't want to have to go down that track. It, but I mean, again, some of these, you know. Um, eye conditions, <laughs> your young horse and eye conditions. I mean, uh, ideally, sometimes you, you're treating them hourly um, yeah. for the first couple of days to, to try true. and get on top of things. Um, and if you've got a sore eye and your horse, um, and you, someone's trying to stick three different medications in there every couple of hours, um, sometimes because that's often how it is too, isn't it? Yeah. It's normally like you'll often have to put one medication in to dilate everything yeah. in the pupil, and then you're putting another one yeah. in to actually treat the that, situation. That's right. So you've got a couple of different medications, yeah. and um, and the yeah, surgical implantation of those um, palpebral mm. treatment tubes. Uh, is um is a very good plan if you've got a yep. extended treatment program going yep. on. Yeah, it depends on the horse. And you're often um, with these ulcers and stuff. When you're treating them, the horses um have to be kept in a dark sort a darker environment if possible. So you can, can be yeah, just or, just because of irritation, but yeah. also um, sunlight sensitive too. Though. Yeah, yeah, and the medication like the, um, yeah. we often treat with um, atropine yes. topically, which is a, um, a medication that dilates the pupil and yeah. has a pain relieving effect, but also helps to combat the potential for um, uveitis, which mm-hmm. is a, a common secondary complication to lots and lots of, of eye problems. Is um, is this inflammatory response that yeah. the, um, the eye inside the pupil essentially has where um, the pupil constricts down and it it's painful and you've got this inflammatory process going yep. on and that leads to because it's painful more self-trauma and and irritation within the eye that can certainly cascade into a, a yep. complicated um, problem and and then sometimes you end up with um, recurrent uveitis mm-hmm. which is a, a big problem and and a fairly common cause of um, you know permanent uh, vision loss or sometimes yeah. you know uh, um, the need to remove eyes from from chronic inflammatory processes yep. so what can start as a you know a little simple ulcer um, that may, you know, or may not heal by itself quite quickly can become quite problematic and mm. um, and end up, yeah, with uveitis. So that's why getting a diagnosis early and getting on top of things is, is the yeah. most important part. It is um, on that diagnosis early. It is, it is um, with most eyes, with most cases, with dogs, cats, horses. It is something that it's not something you want to leave for a week and see if it gets better. Oh no, no. I mean, <laughs> early, right. early is better. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely <laughs> the case with eyes. Yeah. Um, so you just spoke about the uveitis. Yeah. So I guess um, oh, what the next one would be sort of um, growths. I mean, like tumours, melanomas, yeah, sarcoids. Certainly not uncommon. Um, I mean, the most common skin in general tumour that we see in horses by far, far, far is, is the sarcoid. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're a complicated little beast with, <laughs> with a number of different presentations. And it they seems are. to be um, certainly around the eyes is a common spot. Um, they are likely... Um, associated with um, a viral infection um, initially, mm-hmm. as as like the initiating um, cause of it. And They're kind of like a wart. 
They look like awards. Can. Yeah, they can look like anything. Yeah, yeah they can look like, yeah, literally <laughs> slightly thinning hair on slightly abnormal skin right through to a massive tumour yeah. yeah. and everywhere in between. Um, and yeah. you know, because the eye is a, a point of contact for you know, flies, et cetera, and that's the way we think these viruses are probably passed around in the first yeah. place. Um, yeah, so certainly eyelids, um, not the eyeball itself, but the mm-hmm. eyelids um, can be um, a common spot for sarcoids and, and you know, the bigger they grow and, and if they impact the function of the eye or they're growing you know, on the actual eyelids themselves, I mean, it becomes an eye problem Essentially, yeah, yep. and there's um, a multitude of different um, techniques that vets will use to try and treat sarcoids, and no two sarcoids are the same, <laughs> and no two vets have got the same treatment protocols for them. They're um, they're pretty complicated little beasts. Yeah, and it can take a while to treat them too. Yeah, they? they're just really complicated. <laughs> they are. Um, That's a whole nother. So yeah, I mean, so sarcoids. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, you don't get a sarcoid on the actual um, eyeball, eyeball itself, no. um, but but eye lid and around yep. the eyes enough to impact the eyes are certainly quite common. Yep. Um, unpigmented skin around horses' eyes, particularly, you know, classically um, Appaloosas and paint yeah. horses, but, you know, there's Clydesdales and, and you know, mm. quite a few breeds of horses that have got, you know, pink skin yep. around their eyes. Um, certainly squamous cell carcinomas and, and hemangiosarcomas um, of the eye are reasonably mm-hmm. common through so UV, skin UV light exposure. Skin yeah. yeah. So they, um, you know, can be of the eyelids, they can be of the third eyelid, um, mm-hmm. and, and occasionally um, on the sclera, so the white of the eye, and, and then coming out over the cornea so um definitely very problematic um again you know, early treatments the the best um way to try and get on top of them before they can invade tissue further yep. they, um, they can spread they're not early spreading tumors as a rule but um they can certainly spread and um and treatment is much simpler with the smaller lesion you've got and yeah. that's you know Surgery, surgery or freezing yeah. or um, anti-cancer agents and all sorts of yep. bits and pieces. Yeah, you um, don't want to have to be taking out too much of that eyelid area and correct. or anywhere. Anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. It's you know, yeah. The less tissue you need to remove yep. surgically around the um, the sensitive eye, the better. Yep. That's for sure. And the old grey pony melanoma yes. troubles. It's you know, the eye is not a you know, particularly common spot, but but we certainly see you know melanomas in, in grey ponies around around eyes causing yep. troubles. Yeah, yeah. Um, another condition which we normally see in foals at a very young age if it should pick it up i guess sort of in that 24-hour check yeah. is um the entropion or like to the third eyelid we've got a problem where it turns in well the, yeah the so actual eyelids themselves yeah. yeah so they're um it's just a temporary conformational thing there's not many yeah. adult horses running around with with um eyelids that roll in but there's quite a few foals that yeah basically when they're born um the eye lashes and the skin yeah. of the eye and the hair that goes along with the skin is actually rubbing on the eyeball yep. um usually bottom eyelid but can be both eyelids yep. um and it's a it's a surgical problem mm-hmm. um it's as yep. in you don't need to usually um permanently do surgery you just need to put in some um sutures under anesthetic or local anesthetic yeah. and, and um, roll that eyelid out and and once you roll it out for a little while i think you know foals are pretty lean when they're born mm. um, and their eyes are sort of a bit sunken into their head because they haven't got actually. much fat reserves um and when they put yeah. on a bit of weight that eyeballs actually sort of push forward a little yep. bit more and i think that's the main conformational change that that probably means that you know little foals um get the problem and then you know within a week or two it's usually yeah. sort of resolved or resolving but if you don't do it and you've got that hair rubbing on the eyeball i mean corny and ulcers are exactly. happening pretty quickly and, and all the complications yep. are going yeah. on with it. Yeah. We've had a couple of done over the years. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's it is a surgery, of course, yeah. but it's not um the worst thing that yeah, you can do. Yeah, it's minimally invasive and, yeah. and, and it's usually, you know, 
self-correcting and it's not you know it's not a lifetime no. problem but it could become a lifetime problem if it's if not fits. treated appropriately and, and you get the secondary you know yep. corneal ulcers and, and and the eyeball problems mm. from skin rubbing on it and yeah. once again if you if that's why really getting that fall check i guess which is a whole nother thing but getting that done at that in the first 24 hours yeah it's, um, it's one of those things to, that, yes. that gets checked and, and can be treated appropriately um, yeah. early if need Earlier be the better, yeah, yeah. to avoid any other further damage yeah. but yeah it's um it's pretty much a yeah newborn foal problem yeah, yeah yeah you don't see it after that do you because it would have already presented its problems correct yeah. yeah um and i guess the only really the other thing is just an eye injury which can happen yeah which of course horses are horses <laughs> yep. yep yeah i mean and you know multitude of eye injuries i mean yeah. the trauma to the cornea and you end up with ulcers and all that yep. sort of thing um i mean eyelid injuries don't seem to be uncommon either like mm. horses i mean i think probably again flies when they're swatting at flies yes. and all that sort of thing like swinging their heads around yep. um it certainly can cause eyelid damage i mean yep. there's plenty of horses that kick each other in the head and yep. run Defences and all the usual things <laughs> that horses do, um, and the eyes are you know they're um, prey animals. They've got eyeballs sticking out the side yeah. of their head to get the most um, visible view around them. Yes. Um, they've got three hundred degree view. Yeah, they um, can almost see, the, almost whole see the whole way around, around them, which, which means is their eyeballs are pretty prominent on, they're their, sticking on their head. Out. Yeah, yep. um, which leaves them a bit prone to trauma, yep. unfortunately. So, so when so. you think about it, like we've actually as humans, we've got the eye, like our cheeks and our eyebrows, essentially yep. are protecting our eyeballs because they're in our head more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're, we're, we're focusing on what's straight ahead of us, yes. like a dog does, and, yes. and horses are waiting for the dogs to chase them and trying to <laughs> see them so as early true. as possible, and yes. the people. Um, so yeah, so you know that leaves the the eye quite prone to trauma. Yeah. Um, and again, yeah, early treatment of, of yeah. trauma is the best way to get. And of course, that just depends on what trauma it is. It's, yeah, depends what's going yeah, on. Everything yeah. from minimal to horrible. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Um, anything else on eyes? Oh, look, I mean, there's there's a few minor rare diseases which yep. um, we won't go into but certainly i mean there's a, the uveitis is the main um possible chronic consequence of yep. pretty much any eye disorder um and horses are particularly prone to this recurrent uveitis and, and once it starts it can be a difficult cascade to try and intervene in and, and yep. stop from happening um and i mean there's a bit of a breed predisposition in appies seem to be prone to recurrent uveitis more so than a lot of other breeds but, yep. but any breed can get it from from a, yeah. you know, a single traumatic event um or a chronic um eye uh, injury yep. can end up as uveitis and, and some of them you know, are difficult to treat long term yep. and, and require ongoing treatment um, and you know it's one of the more common reasons that, that eyes get removed from horses because it's painful and it, it causes painful. blindness and dysfunction um, and if you've got a, a blind eye that's very painful they yeah. end up usually coming out no yeah. reason to keep that anymore yeah, is yeah, there yeah and, 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 and taking it out stops the pain if they can't see it out anyway but it's that's it's right. not a small surgical procedure no yeah, so no. we try and stop that yeah yeah Another, th I guess that's something else. Like with blindness, there's a lot of things that can be the underlying cause of a horse to go blind. Yeah, but they can live with one eye. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I they, mean there's um, plenty of one-eyed horses running around, yes. and plenty of horses that have only got one functional eye, sort of yeah. thing. Um, so yeah, it's by far not a death sentence, that's for sure. No. Um, so you know, and they, they can get cataracts. I mean, old old horses. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you do see you know cloudiness of yes. the lens and and, and um, yep. cataracts in the long term. But you know, most older horses, if it's happening slowly, it's um, you know. They adjust. They're not usually, you know, completely blind. Yeah. I've seen a few completely blind, very old horses. Yeah, we um, had one. But, but usually it's, you know, they don't have to read the newspaper. They can <laughs> poke around 
and do what they need to do. Yeah. yeah. So they often know their paddock or they've got a paddock mate with them. Yeah. They sort of, I know our old pony used to just put his head essentially on the flank of his mare that he lived with yeah. and she'd direct them all around the paddock. Yeah, no, they're pretty resourceful little buggers. But yeah. it's really, you know, if it's happening quickly, it's more of a mental problem for them because they yeah, haven't got that adjustment change. period, yep. that's for sure. Yeah. Yep. All right, so I guess that's all on eyes. Yep. Basically, they're painful and can go disastrous and... <laughs> Need treatment. Pretty much. That's pretty much sums up eyes. Yeah. With horses. Pretty much sums up horses. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. That's all I've got. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye.